all that success that I wanted is right there. A song I had written for Sanctus Real called Lead Me was number one on the radio. Matt Hammett is the former lead singer of Sanctus Real. But on the day of the band's greatest success, all Matt cared about was his newborn son's health. Five days after Bowen was born, he went in for his first open heart surgery. And not long after dealing with his son's life-threatening condition, Matt and his wife, Sarah, were facing a threat to their marriage. Sarah and I were just like having probably one of the worst arguments of our marriage over the phone. And she said to me, she's like, you know what? When you come home, I'm not going to have you back at the house. I'm going to move your stuff out. And I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I'm in a desperate place. I need to share the weight. But I just don't know how to let it all pour out. God came through for Matt and Sarah, and he showed them how to handle their family's struggles. And Matt's going to tell us all about it on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. I'm Phil Fleischman. And I'm Jim Kirkland. You'll also hear from Billy Graham on a subject that is something Matt Hammett knows very well, the importance of a changed heart. The Bible teaches that our heart is the seat of the emotion. Fear and love and courage and anger and joy and sorrow are always associated with the heart. More on that a little later on. Or if you just can't wait, you can always listen to classic Billy Graham messages like this one by going to BillyGrahamRadio.org and then clicking on Billy Graham Audio Archives. What you just heard came from a message titled, Heart Disease from 1957. Again, that's Billy Graham Audio Archives, and you'll find that at BillyGrahamRadio.org. And that website is where you will also find all 220-plus episodes of GPS, as well as more than 1,500 Billy Graham sermons and lots more encouraging audio for you to listen to. Again, the address is BillyGrahamRadio.org, and there is a link to it in the show notes. GPS. God. People. Stories. So I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. One of my most vivid memories is being kind of an anxious kid and trying to find my place. And I was bullied a lot. So what do you do with an anxious, bullied student? Well, how about give him the lead role in the school play? At least that's what Matt Hammett's fourth grade teacher did at the Christian school he attended. It was a pivotal moment in Matt's childhood. It was like her confidence in me and the love that she showed me um, really did make me feel like I found my identity, you know, in who Christ wanted me to be and that that identity in him was whole and complete. And so that was a really formative year for me. Being in that play was just the first time of many times that Matt would perform during his school years. You see, when Matt was in 10th grade, he met a guy named Chris Roman. I had this love for music, and I met him, and he had love for music, too. He was actually playing his guitar when I met him in the lunchroom. And I just remember going up to him and, and talking with him, and we decided that we would start making music together. And some of the older kids took notice of that and invited us to be part of the chapel band, which played once a week. And so we kind of got our feet wet in music, just playing in chapel band together. And then through that, realized that we really wanted more 
So Matt and Chris founded the band Sanctus Real. Sanctus is Latin for holy. Drummer Mark Grawlman found that word in the dictionary. And then the guys just slapped real onto the end of it to come up with the band name Sanctus Real. And we never imagined that this band we started with a funny name in high school would be something we did for 20 years. You know, so really from the time I was 16 to the time I was 36, I was in this band. It was really kind of the only thing that I knew was making music and being on the road. It was during the early days of Sanctus Rio while on the road that Matt met his wife, Sarah. I was playing uh, at a local Christian music festival and I was, I was back by our merchandise table, you know, under one of those big white tents. And I just looked out that evening while I think like third day was playing and she was just out there. She was just dancing around and she was like so carefree, like something about her smile and just the way she looked, like just drew me in. But Matt wasn't able to muster up the confidence to introduce himself until the next night after Matt saw Sarah again at a different concert in a different town. It was like a gathering of churches from all over the area. And so we went that morning and we're leading worship. And at some point I like look out and I see her there in the crowd. It turns out that her mother's church and her grandmother's church were part of this event. And she was in Columbus the night before because that's where she went to school. And she had come back with her brother after the festival and uh, went to this event with her parents. And so it was just amazing. Like, I'm like, man, I wanted to talk to this person so bad, you know, three hours south the night before. And here we are back home and she's right there. And so uh, I just didn't let it go. You know, I went up to her and talked to her and ended up hanging out with her that week. And the rest was is history. <laughs> Matt and Sarah were 19 when they met and they got married at 21. Now, in those two years in between that, Sanctus Real signed their first record deal. And so our record, you know, was coming out really within six months after our wedding day. And so we actually went and had our honeymoon and then almost immediately hopped in a 15-passenger van and trailer with, uh, you know, my bandmates. So it was kind of crazy because, you know, most married people come home to an apartment or a new home. Uh, but for us, we came home to uh, the van with my stinky bros. And so <laughs> you can imagine that it was like a whole interesting set of circumstances to, to marry into for her, poor girl. Interesting circumstances indeed. Matt and Sarah were excited for the doors God was opening for the band, and they loved the idea of touring and ministering together. But it wasn't exactly the best situation for their marriage to grow and flourish. The lack of space, that was really where things were hard. It wasn't just like, you know, we didn't have privacy um, for intimacy, but it was also that we didn't have the space to communicate hard things to each other. And so what would happen is we would have hurt feelings as young couples do as they're learning to do life together. You're young, you're more sensitive, like in this space where we couldn't hash it out um, in a healthy way. And so we just bottle it up inside. And what would happen is as we bottled it up, the contempt would grow in those moments and over those months and we'd get back home 
and it would just all come out. You know, it would just explode in that moment. And so there wasn't a healthy cycle of communication for us, which became really our most difficult struggle as newlyweds. And that struggle actually continued for the next decade as Matt and Sarah tried to figure out how to have healthy conflict and communication. During that time, they had two daughters, and Matt had a serious realization about his faith. I was in relationship with Christ, but there was a disconnect for me. Like, okay, how many Bible verses did you read today? How many minutes did you pray? You know, how many good things did you do for somebody? And these are all, right, like, meant to be the outcome of loving Jesus, but it's not what makes us love Jesus. And so I think I was more focused on those things than what was meant to be the starting point, which was the transformation of my heart. Matt's heart started to change when he read a book by the late Brennan Manning, who wrote about how his faith in Christ freed him from an alcohol addiction. Something about the brokenness of that man and his vulnerability to share what that brokenness is, and then his radical understanding and faith in how much God loved him despite it all. Something about his message and the way that he formed that message spoke so deeply to my heart, so deeply that it really honestly transformed my life forever because for the very first time, I believed with all of my heart that God actually loved me for who I was and wanted me to come as I am and that he wanted to change me and that all those things I was doing, you know, wasn't going to be the thing that transformed me. With a fresh commitment to letting God transform him, not the other way around, Matt had to face the most difficult test of his and Sarah's marriage. So in April of 2010, Bowen, our first son, was diagnosed while he was still in Sarah's belly with a serious uh, life-threatening heart defect called hypoplastic left heart syndrome. One of the scariest things a parent can ever hear a life-threatening heart defect. And to add to the worry, the Hammets felt like they were getting mixed messages from the doctors. We heard all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, that he was missing, you know, fingers and toes and could potentially have trisomy 13, which is like incompatible with life and all these different things that they were saying. And we were actually pushed at one point pretty heavily to terminate our pregnancy. And for us, that wasn't an option. And so we just, we moved forward and believed that God had a story for Bowen and for us with all this, which he did. (laughs) Um, And so we just prayed and trusted. And then on September 9th, 2010, Bowen Matthew Hammett was born. The horror stories hadn't come true, but the left side of Bowen's heart was severely underdeveloped. And that meant he needed open heart surgery when he was only five days old. And that very same day, uh, a song I had written for Sanctus Real called Lead Me about being a good father and husband was number one on the radio. The craziest thing in that moment, I was thinking to myself, there's this thing I've chased my entire life, this dream. And today it's like at its pinnacle, you know, I've got the number one song across all formats and all that success that I wanted is right there. But as I'm standing at my son's bedside or in the waiting room while he's in surgery, all that could just go away and I wouldn't even care. It's like it really put in perspective for me what was important. 
And for the next six months, we really fought for Bowen's life. In fact, Bowen almost died several times during those first six months, and he had to have a second open-heart surgery. Ultimately, Bowen survived each close call. But the trauma of almost losing him and of seeing other parents at the hospital lose their children, that left Matt and Sarah devastated. Sarah and I began to grieve separately and differently. And when you're going through pain, you need places to put it. And what we didn't know then is that we were kind of placing that pain on each other. And instead of letting our grief pull us together, it was pulling us apart. And so we kind of started a whole new season of difficulty. Now, by this time, Bowen was out of the hospital and Matt had gone back on the road with Sanctus Real. There's one night in particular I'll never forget. And I was on the bus. We were about an hour from having our show. And Sarah and I were just like having probably one of the worst arguments of our marriage over the phone. And she said to me, she's like, you know what? When you come home, I'm not going to have you back at the house. I'm going to move your stuff out. And I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. Outraged, Matt turned off his phone and threw it into his bunk. He was miserable. The band went out. They played their show. And once they were done, one of Matt's bandmates convinced him to get the phone, call Sarah, and try to work things out. So I turned my phone back on. The first text that came through my phone would have been five minutes after I turned it off. And it was a message from Sarah saying, I'm sorry, I love you. I didn't mean it. And I'm like, man, if I just would have like hung in there for five more minutes, not gotten angry, turned off my phone and chucked it in my bunk, I would have spared myself like all this kind of embarrassment of like, you know, crying in front of the guys and, and being so worried about this and having this horrible show and, you know, all this stress. But what it, this is what it did for me. The good that came out of that is I just realized, like, this can't happen anymore. What am I going to do as a man and as a leader of my home and my family to step up and fix what's broken with God's help? And that probably was one of the very first moments I realized that I needed to do one of the hardest things in my life and make a decision to step away from the band so that I could stop singing this song, lead me about being a great husband and father, um, and actually go live it more. So Matt stepped down from Sanctus Real in 2016. After that, the Hammets bought an RV and traveled around the country together for a year. During that trip, Matt began speaking at churches and sharing his family story. Matt's biggest concern these days is being a husband to Sarah and a father to his kids. But Matt's still involved with sharing the gospel, no doubt. He's just not with Sanctus Real any longer. He's a speaker and contributor to a handful of different ministries focused on building Christ-centered marriages and families. He's continued to write and play a little music and recently wrote a book about his life. And he and Sarah are producing a documentary about their experience with congenital heart disease. And the story isn't just about heart disease, but it's really about how God can use a broken heart to make us whole. And how sometimes, you know, we have to give our hearts to something that can break it for that work to be done in us. So we're excited about that. We have no idea what's going to happen with the film, but we felt called to make it and we did. And so 
that's kind of what life has looked like for me over the past few years. Opening my hands and saying, God, how can you use my gifts today? Serving God with open hands and letting Him lead us, that is not an easy thing to do. But as Matt Hammett has discovered, surrendering your life in this way is the beginning of a lasting joy and peace. Would you like to experience that? Well, check out this website, findpeacewithgod.net, right now, and you can learn more about having a relationship with Jesus. Again, that website is findpeacewithgod.net. Today, Bowen Hammett is nine years old and seems to be following in his dad's musical footsteps. Matt will explain more in just a minute. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. A businessman asked me what I thought the trouble of the world was. And I told him, heart disease. Billy Graham. I'm talking about real heart disease. We all know that we have a bodily organ called the heart. Now it's considered in the Bible far more than a bodily organ. The Bible teaches that our heart is the seat of the emotion. Fear and love and courage and anger and joy and sorrow are always associated with the heart. Jesus said that our hearts are far from God. And the question that I want to ask you tonight is this. Is your heart right? Wouldn't you like to have Christ tonight who can forgive the past, give you joy and peace in the present, and change your life for the future? Give your life to Christ tonight. Let him give you a new heart. Make you a new person. He can do it if you let him. And you can learn more about giving your heart to Christ at findpeacewithgod.net. We have a link for that in the show notes. Our guest on this episode of GPS is Matt Hammett. His son, Bowen, just had another open-heart surgery this past summer. But Matt says Bowen's healthy and doing well these days and seems to be a chip off the old block when it comes to music. He wanted to make his own CD. So that was incredible for us to take that time together as father and son and actually work on songs that Bowen had, had written and record them. And so we actually did release those on whatever music platform you use, you can actually look up Bowen Hammett and find uh, his songs, uh, Heart Strong and Safe Right Here. And then one we did together called Whole Heart. Man, I was really proud and thankful for the opportunity to do that with him. We'll play one of those songs for you here as we wrap up. But first, a huge thank you to Matt Hammett for being with us and being open and available to sharing his story and his music. You can keep up with everything Matt is doing these days at his website, matthammett.com. That's H-A-M-M-I-T-T.com. I'm Jim Kirkland. Thank you very much for listening. And I'm Phil Fleischman. GPS, God, People, Stories. It's an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Here is my whole heart with everything in it. 
Prayer of D.